Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Audit Podcast. As you know, one of the missions for this year on the podcast has been to get a behind-the-scenes look at how to become a CAE, how to act like a CAE, how to communicate with the audit committee, what happens behind kind of those closed doors, and just get a little insight into the CAE life and what they do in the profession. And so for this best of episode, you might have uh, figured it out already if you didn't buy the title, we're gonna get the best advice from the CAEs that we've had on the show. So here we go. First up, we have Wasim Saman. He is the CAE at Boomi. And he's talking about how to get that coveted seat at the table. So what are some of the like unique outside the box initiatives that you've implemented um, throughout your audit career to help maybe even change the perspective of internal audit? So look, Boomi is a perfect example. It was a carve out from Dow. Like carve out's a very messy, you're talking about a multi-billion dollar carve out. HR was in its infancy, started to stand up on its own. All these other departments, a lot of them were in their infancy finance. I handheld, I taught, I didn't just come think, here's your issue, and I walked away. I was there with them. I was trying to help them. I was, in some cases, because we're still private, I, you know, I helped them implement the action plan. I, 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 I sat there and explained why certain things needed. I tried to do research for them. I humbled myself. These are mid-sized companies. You know, if I had to schedule a meeting, so be it. You know, I didn't say this is beneath me or if I had to, you know, like that's the stuff, like you help them be successful. You know, yesterday I talked to the head of HR, which I absolutely adore at our company. And she was like, we're seeing it's astonishing in the short period of time that you've been here, how much of a huge impact you've had on this company and how everyone knows who you are. You know, you're not hidden behind a desk. So it's. I can't give you a magic like rule book that you have to do A, B, and C to do it. It's it, you have to adapt to your environment. Next up, we have Dave Hill. He is the CEO of Swap Internal Audit Services, talking about the importance of communication. What do you feel is like one of the the number one issues that's being discussed amongst chief audit executives? I, I I'm sensing um, <clears throat> again coming back a few conferences. I'm sensing it. it is this communicating well, communicating mm -hmm. in a timely manner. Um, so it's adopting new methodologies, new technologies, all of which can help communicate quicker. So, you know, one of the things that um, I was I picked up on the standards the other day about, you know, added value, you know, it talks about added value 30 times, I think, in our standards. Mm -hmm. And then it talks about what it is in the glossary, one, one paragraph in the glossary. But what it doesn't say is that mm, it's got to be delivered in a timely manner. And I think that's missing from the standards. So the word timely doesn't exist in there. And for me, 
it's it's okay delivering added value through you know assurance and governance and, and control and all the other areas but if it's not timely the horse is bolted so therefore that word timely is really important so if you've got the tools and systems and processes that can allow you to provide that information in a timely manner then everyone wins so that that's where i am and i think that's becoming more and more of a conversation. Here we have Andre Reed, who is the Chief Audit Executive and Senior Vice President of Compliance and Internal Audit at Jackson Health System, talking about how to add value to your organization. So we've talked a few times, Andre, and every single time you've been in that same room, you've had that same whiteboard in the background, and you've always had in all caps, for those that are watching the video on uh, our YouTube, uh, the highlight reel, if you're watching on LinkedIn, whatever, you'll see in caps, value, and that's there every single time. Why do you have that? And I can't read the rest of it, uh, so you can go into more detail, but why? Why is that all, every time we talk, why is that always back there? Whenever my team comes into my office, and they know me very, very well, and I actually read this on the whiteboard, I was eight years ago, and now <laughs> you erase it, I keep it very simple. Um, and, and at the top of it, I have quality objectives. Because at the end of the day, it's always about quality. A lot of times in our position, you cannot quantify in regards to the value you bring sometimes. So it's about a quality initiative on a lot of different things. Um, I have four points on there. Very simple. Just do it right the first time. Uh, no shortcuts. And also consistently follow the process. And in, in all of it, in anything, it's always about a process. And a process will last long for individuals in a position so it's a plug and play as long as you have a process that's actually woven into a system everything should run smooth oh uh, and the last but not least and i always talk about identify feasible solutions for problems whenever my team actually come to me and instead of always bringing me a problem you know at least bring me potential solutions and and the same approach that i i would have in terms of like my expectations that the executive senior leadership team and also the board members will have me, I put that same expectation on my team because I always will make sure as part of my role in leadership is development. And I have to get them to thinking in a certain type of manner in regards to always be solution oriented, always be, you know, problem solving, not identifying the problem, but how can we fix this? Because in our role, a broad you know, view of the entire organization how things actually run and how such as different areas. Next up, we have Carl Stingley. He is the Chief Audit Executive at Caesars Entertainment, and he is talking about technology investments. Uh, but you mentioned analytics and automation strategy. What does your your technolo technology investment, what does that look like? How are you using technology? So as I, as I mentioned, when I started six years ago, it was basically, uh, you know, exaggerating a bit pencil and paper yeah. uh, for the most part in spreadsheets. Uh, so of course we went through evaluation processes. Of course I had to go through the approval processes internally, uh, but there's two significant components to it. So the first is uh, from an audit management system standpoint, we're an audit board. Uh, I've been very pleased with that. That's helped us significantly in a lot of areas in terms of automating certain processes. For example, our report writing. So if we're writing over 600 audit reports a year, uh, you can only imagine having a, a management system that can help us automate most of that process 
is a huge uh, time savings for us. On the analytics side, uh, we're using Alterx. Uh, you know, again, I think it's, and we do have a specific automation strategy. And I have one, I obviously own it at the end of the day, but my senior director of IT is the day-to-day owner of it. My entire executive team meets every month and we refine it, track where we are, what are the opportunities, how can we get the maximum benefit from the products we've invested in? And I think we've made significant progress. Are we where I would want to be? No, it's a journey. It's always yeah. going to be a journey. Yeah. But we've made a huge amount of process, the progress. And if you look at the level of spin, uh, we're about, keep in mind, I've got 135 folks. So therefore my overall budget for the department is fairly uh, significant given the salary and wages and travel. But uh, so automation spend, while it's only about 3% of my total budget, still given what my total budget is, it's pretty significant. Actually, it's about $500,000 a year. I'm putting into our automation strategy. This is significant investment. And, you know, I, my expectation is we'll see, continue to see significant progress because we cannot, as our audit plan continues to increase as a sports betting, uh, the number of audits keep going up and I cannot continue just to hire additional bodies. Right. We have to be more efficient. I think this is allowing us to accomplish that. Here we have Dominic Simonton, the chief audit executive at 99 cents only stores. And he's talking about how to work with the audit committee. I have that one-on-one -on -one meeting with the audit committee chairperson. The, the, the audit uh, committee materials have already been submitted for review. The audit committee's reviewed them. Uh, the chairperson had the opportunity to, to review them. So usually it's a Q&A about the audit reports uh, that are, are that are in the package. Uh, it's usually questions about the support work that we've done for our external auditors. Um, so what, what, once we have those questions, and they're usually pretty detailed questions, a lot of drill down questions that normally that chairperson wants to get answers to before the audit committee meeting because I've only got about 10, 15 minutes uh, in the audit, audit committee meeting to, to present the internal audit update. Um, it's a little bit different for my annual update, which I get about 30 minutes because I have to present the audit plan um, and get that approved. But it's, it's usually all I've drilled out questions about the audits, how the audits went, how they were received by management uh, and your interactions with the management team. Um, one, well, one point, uh, I had it, uh, I just made sure a person asked me, actually remind me, uh, because they felt that I was being very collaborative in my audit reports and, and, and giving credit to the, the senior, uh, team on what they had done on this particular audit as far as from control design. And they reminded me that, uh, that I am the eyes and the ears of the audit committee and to, you know, make sure that, uh, you're really reporting on what areas they need to improve in it and not giving them, uh, you know, too much credit for what they've done or should be doing. Um, you know, so I, I, I approached it from being very collaborative, very much a team player and the audit committee chairperson was reminded me, remember you're the eyes and ears of the audit committee and, and don't be afraid to call them out when you need to call them out. So that kind of resonated with me, um, you know, going forward. So that does happen. Um, you'll, you'll get a critique. Uh, they felt maybe you should have, worried something differently or report or, or what have you. But, uh, normally that's what happens, but I think that what really comes out of it is, is, you know, 
Like, do you have any impediments? Do you have any resource issues that I, that we can help you with? But that and that's how the conversation usually ends. Uh, you know, very upbeat uh, and uh, really trying to say, "Hey, look, you're doing a great job, and let us know how we can help you uh, help us going forward." Here we have Cal Keeter, the Chief Audit Executive at BigBear.ai, and since working with the audit committee is such a popular topic and we just did Dominic's, we're gonna run it back again with Kyle's perspective on working with the audit committee. So I've been in my current position for a year and a half almost, and this is the first time I've been direct, re, directly reporting to the audit committee. Yeah. I've done that a little bit as a consultant. Yeah. Um, and before that I was internal audit uh, manager, senior manager, and I never really reported to the audit committee. And it's funny you say that because it is a bit of a behind the curtain kind of feel. Right, because the CAE goes in there, has these meetings, and you don't always get a sense for what they're talking yeah. about. So that's a great question. And I think a lot of that responsibility falls on the CAEs to make that more transparent. I think it'd be super helpful. Um, you can't talk about everything that goes on in that room, but a good majority of it, you can. I mean, yeah. you talk about your audit plan, your budgeting, your resources, your um, your current results of your audits, what, what you want to do in the future. Like, you can communicate all of that to your team and be as transparent as you need. And I think just that alone would be super helpful. <laughs> but um, so going into it, I think the biggest thing for me, making sure that you and the audit committee members are on the same page, same expect, you know, you know, the expectations, you have the internal audit charter, you have the audit committee charter, you know what you guys are doing and you know what you're up against. So that way there's no surprises yeah. at that point. Makes it a lot easier. And then you go into the meeting and really, Trent, I mean, it's it's exactly what you would probably imagine it would be like. It's just, you know, a handful of executive members. We're all here for the same goal and the same purpose. It's to make sure that we have our arms around risks the right way. We know what the risks are. We know what we're up against. We know what our appetite is. And we know how what, what we're doing to get there. And they need reassurance from me as a CAE that I'm doing the due diligence and monitoring and testing to confirm that we, hey, look, we're still on the right path. We're still going down. Here's where the issues are. Um, and they trust me to, to, to do that the right way and appropriately. Um, so tips and tricks, make sure you're aligned, make sure you know each other's expectations and then just be yourself. I mean, that's just, they're, they're no different than any of the other executives in your own business and the relationships you have with them really. So just carry that forward into the, the audit committee meetings and you'll be, you'll be fine. Hey everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the audit podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere. So please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review and it really helps to get future guests to come on the show. So we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from The Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.